Welcome back to our study of God's Word. Today we're beginning a new book. We just finished 2 Peter. We're going right on into the New Testament, and we're going to study 1 John. A long time ago we studied it, but we're going to study it again because there's so much here that we can't learn just one time going through. So uh, let me give you a little bit of the background of, of this book, this little book of 1 John that has five chapters. And uh, it's really about... Uh, how to have a deep fellowship with God. And the author is John, the beloved disciple, the one who wrote John's gospel and the book of Revelation. And it's uh, a book that really has a lot of insight in it and a lot of truth in it. And he's, he wrote five New Testament books, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, the gospel of John, and the book of Revelation. And uh, it's, uh, he, was, he was an apostle and uh, one of the closest ones to Christ. He was one of the ones that Jesus loved especially. And uh, Watchman Nee, in one of his books, the Chinese Christian said that each apostle had a specific function in writing relating to the task that, that God had called him to do. Peter was a fisherman, and God had called him and given him the keys to the kingdom, and Paul was a tent maker, and he was building, because as a builder, he, he sought to be a wise master builder. John uh, was a mender of nets and fisherman, and Jesus called him to help people stay on the true path and to walk with God and not get off into false doctrines, and a lot of that is, is mentioned here in 1 John. And the keys to the book are pretty simple. John says that he wants to write the words that uh, provide assurance. First John 5.13, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. He wants us to be certain that we are a believer, certain that we have a relationship with Christ, absolutely sure that we know Jesus. So he's written this book to help us have assurance, to help us to know the word know is mentioned 30 times in the book. And so that way he wants us to see that we know, we really know that we know. And also he wrote to protect believers against false teachers and false teaching. First John 2.26, he says, I have written to you concerning those who are trying to deceive you. And as he does so, he, he's trying to help us to to know what the truth is, what the false teachers are like, what are some of the things they're teaching. Also, he says he wants to prevent us from sinning, 1 John 2, 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. Now, he goes on to say, if you do, we have, we have one who stands between us and God the Father, and that's Jesus, and he will forgive us. So he's not, he's not asking us to be perfect. Uh, he wants us to make that our goal, of course, to walk with Christ in such a way, but we'll never be perfect. But he's telling us that he wants us to overcome sin, deal with sin, learn to deal quickly when we do sin and get forgiveness. And then he says, I want to pr promote joy in the believers. First John 1, 4, these things are written so that our joy may be made complete. He, what he's literally saying is, I want you to experience the kind of joy that I have for you, the kind of joy that makes life worth living, the kind of joy that's special, the kind of joy that, that I have with my Father 
and the kind of joy I want you to have with the Father. So in saying that, Peter, P Paul is reiterating some of the things that Peter taught us about what it means to really walk with Christ. So let's, let's go on now and look at some of the first verses. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Jesus is called here the word of life. And, and John is talking about his personal experience with Jesus. You see, it doesn't matter what you know. If you don't have a personal experience with Jesus, you're not a believer. You can have all the head knowledge. You can know all about Christ, all about what he did, all about what he said, all about who he was. But if you don't have a personal relationship with him, when you have come into that relationship and confessed your sins and asked him to forgive you and take over your life and you've surrendered yourself to him as the Lord and Master and King, then all the rest is worthless because... You, Knowledge must be turned into experience. What you know must become what you have in Christ and how you. And that's why Peter talks about this and Paul talks about this and Paul's, uh, John now talks about this. And John says that we've seen him with our eyes. We've looked at him. Our hands have touched him. And, and this is what I'm proclaiming to you. And the word here for, for seeing Jesus looking upon him is a word which means a long look it doesn't mean just a, a quick glance it means a long look that you look and look and look and keep on looking and that's what Paul, that's what John says we've done here we've just looked and we've keep on looking we've even touched him with our own hands and he was a real man he was as much man as if he were not God and he was as much God as if he were not man and he was the God man and we had relationship with him but John also proclaims who Jesus is. He said he's the one who existed from the beginning. Jesus didn't begin at Bethlehem as a baby. He had already existed. He was with the Father from time immemorial. He had always been. And he stepped out of eternity and entered into time, into the world of man. And so he's the eternal one. He's also the Christ, Jesus Christ. He's called in, in 1 John, the Messiah. That's the Hebrew word for Messiah, the one they had long looked for, waited for, prayed for, that had been predicted from the beginning days of, of the prophets. Also, he's the word of life. Only John uses this term, and it means God's word of communication. In John chapter 1 in the gospel, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And what he's saying is, when we speak words, words tell people what we want to say. They communicate our message. And that's what they are. They're, they're means of communicating a message. Jesus was God's Word. He was God's way of communicating his message to us, that he loved us, and that he cared enough to die for us, and that he wanted to forgive us and make us his children. So keep that in mind. Also, he invites us to experience Jesus and ha have the reality of this relationship that, that he has. And he said, the life appeared and we've seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. And we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. 
He's saying, I want you to have the same fellowship with Jesus that I have, the same relationship with Jesus that I have, the same dynamic walk with him that I have, and you can because he came that you might have this life and have it abundantly. And what John is trying to get across here to his readers is that I know Christ personally. I have experienced him personally. I want you to experience him personally. I hope that you know him personally. If not, trust him today. If you do know him, walk with him every day. God bless you.